Welcome to the Covenant Podcast. The Covenant Podcast exists to equip listeners with theological content from a 1689 Baptist perspective. I am here with uh, Dr. James Renahan and Dr. Sam Waldron. And uh, in this short episode, we're just going to be giving an overview of the messages that these men have been speaking uh, at Founders Midwest Conference here in uh, Fenton, Missouri, near St. Louis. They are the keynote speakers for this year's conference. And uh, before I turn it over to them and let them talk about their messages and summarize what they have been speaking about, just want to uh, make known to you some titles from them that you're probably already aware of. Uh, Dr. Waldron's recent title is How Then Should We Worship? And uh, Dr. Renahan's book, if I can hold it in one hand, is the his new exposition of the Second London Confession of Faith. So congratulations to both of you men on the release of these titles. We'll make sure to link to them in the show notes. But uh, I'll uh, let Dr. Waldron begin. I won't have to hand you the mic or anything. Uh, by w- Would you uh, summarize your messages and say anything you want in uh, relation to your messages? Well, um, my two messages had uh, these two purposes. My first message, I wanted to clarify the significance of the confessional assertion of the clarity of Scripture. I did that, first of all, by showing its connections with the entirety of chapter one's defense of the soul sufficiency of scripture, which I think really is almost in every paragraph. And then, uh, and especially its connection to the doctrine of the sufficiency of scripture, which immediately precedes it. And then I, I wanted to show the confessional confirmation of that. And we looked at the three screw, uh, proof texts that the confession cites for it. Um, uh, Psalm 119, oh boy, 30, and Psalm 19.7. And, th- and the third proof text is actually the proof text for uh, paragraph 6 on the sufficiency of Scripture, but as I was arguing, they're closely related. And the clarity of Scripture is assumed in the great assertion of the sufficiency of Scripture in 2 Timothy 3, 15 to 17. And then my goal was after that, after opening up the scriptural basis for the confession and its teaching, uh, and uh, to show the application of the three major assertions of the confession that the Bible is not clear in every, not alike clear in every part. It's not alike clear to everyone, but nevertheless, it is sufficiently clear to teach us the way of salvation and to teach us that way of salvation, not in the minimalistic views of our day, but in the sense of teaching us how to walk how to enter and to walk the narrow way that leads to life. That was my first message. My second message was intended to deal with a, uh, a complementary truth, and it was on the subject of the necessity of the pastor-teacher in the life of the people of God. Of course, these two things can seem contradictory and do seem contradictory to many people in our day, but I, I believe that the major passages of Scripture we looked at Acts 8, 13, 31, Acts 17, 11, Ephesians 4, uh, 11 to 13, and then 2 Timothy 3, 15 to 17 again, show that actually the Bible embeds uh, the uh, uh, 
Christian ministry and the soul sufficiency of Scripture and the clarity of Scripture. And the soul sufficiency and clarity of Scripture is always associated with the Christian ministry and the Bible. And the two things are closely related. And I spent my time in application trying to uh, tease out some of the important applications of that in the life of the people of God, both for the people of God in general and then for the Christian ministry in particular. Yeah. Thank you for uh, your summary of your messages. And Dr. Renahan, what did you do and what do you intend to do? Well, the, as Dr. Waldron has said, the theme of the conference is the perspicuity of Scripture. There have been many very helpful messages that have been delivered. My task was to examine the, the debate after the Reformation. Luther set the stage by uh, asserting the perspicuity or the clarity of Scripture. And throughout the 16th century, Luther's century, there were debates between Roman Catholics and Protestants of various stripes, uh, one against and one for the perspicuity. I looked especially at the two great proponents of the different views, uh, Cardinal Robert Bellarmine, who was the Roman Catholic uh, defender of the Council of Trent and who argued against the perspicuity of Scripture, and the English um, uh, academic uh, William Whitaker, who wrote a fantastic book in defense of Scripture as a whole and has a section in which he responds to Bellarmine on the question of the perspicuity of Scripture, demonstrating especially how the Roman Catholic view misunderstands and misrepresents uh, the mainline Protestant view. We don't deny that the Scriptures, that there are places in the Scriptures that are difficult for us to understand. We acknowledge that. We simply say that all that believers or all that Christians need in order to believe and to live the Christian life is in one place or another clearly declared to us in Scripture. So we worked our way through that, that uh, what I think is an interesting debate. Uh, my second message is, uh, I think the title is, Are the Scriptures Clear? Uh, the Baptist Response. And uh, I don't really like that title because it seems to indicate that the Baptists somehow differed on the, the question of perspicuity, which they certainly did not. Mm -hmm. But what I want to emphasize is the fact that um, compared to the Westminster Confession of Faith, which speaks about good and necessary consequence, the Baptist Confession of Faith adjusts that language to speak of that which is necessarily contained in the Scripture. And I'll, I'll use an illustration of, I'll say perspicuity is like a, a good pair of glasses that helps us to see the Scriptures. And what the Baptists did was come along with one of those um, uh, cloths and sort of clear off the glasses so that they make it even better. And we'll deal with uh, the incident from the, the last week of our Lord Jesus prior to his crucifixion when the Sadducees come to him with the question about the resurrection and how Jesus shows to them from a, a really unexpected text in the Old Testament that the resurrection is certainly taught. So it's necessarily contained in that text. That's what, what we'll be looking at this afternoon. Dr. Waldron, uh, your book title is How Then Should We Worship? Would you be willing to give us uh, a brief summary of this title? Sure, but I want to first tell you how I feel about it. This book is uh, one of the, I guess every book that a guy writes is important to him, but this is a particularly important book to me. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Maybe it's important because it took me so long to get it into print. I first wrote the rough draft of it in 2014. But it's it uh, also states the crucible out of which, in many respects, our local church in Owensboro was born. Uh, born out of a commitment to the regulative principle, the special presence of Christ in his church, and a commitment to practice the required parts of worship according to the Word of God. And uh, I, my hope is that it will both help some people to see what uh, the regulative principle requires and to understand that better, and even to maybe sharpen the iron of some of uh, uh, my Reformed brethren and help them see some things with regard to the regulative principle that perhaps they haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. uh, let me say something before you ask Jim about his book. I, I want the people to know I'm reading as I reteach my symbolics class, these uh, chapters one after another. I haven't gotten through all of them yet. I think I've gotten through chapter seven and I'm about to read chapter eight as I'm editing those lectures right now, but I very much appreciate it and have been point after point where I've either I've either found what you're saying helpful, confirming, or some in some cases enlarging of my own understanding of the confession. And so I'm really thankful for that and uh, um, I'm quoting you at several points in my lectures. <laughs> wow, thanks. Now, uh Dr. Renahan's title is To the Judicious and Impartial Reader, uh, published by Founders Ministry. I can hopefully stick this out to the camera. Dr. Renahan, can you give us a summary of your work? Well, um, I've been lecturing on the Confession of Faith for more than 25 years and have worked on the the chapters and the paragraphs and the sentences. And as people have sat in my classes, they've asked me to put this material into published form. So it's, as your book, it's been a long time in coming. Um, my goal in this is not so much to, to argue for any particular doctrinal position, uh, although I could say that I hold the position that the positions that are stated in the book, but it's really to ask the question, how did the, the people, the churches that first adopted the Confession of Faith understand its statements? Because I think it belongs to them first. And, uh, you know, we may here in the 21st century read it through the lens of 20th and 21st century uh, theology, but I think we have to get behind that and ask the question, what, what, what did they believe in? How did they see these various statements that they made? So that's the, the purpose of the book is to put it into its, uh, the subtitle is a, a contextual historical study. I want to know the context and I want to know the history. And I, I would love, of course, this can't happen, but I would love members of those churches to read it mm -hmm. and say, yes, that's what we meant by it. That, that's my goal. And of course, that can't be because they're all in heaven now. Mm -hmm. But I would hope that they would be able to say that that's what we intended by this. Yeah, thank you for that. And uh, this is the second in your volume on Baptist Symbolics. We'll make sure to link to uh, the first London and maybe, Lord willing, there'll be a third volume. Well, there is supposed to be a third volume on the Baptist Catechism. Uh, we'll hope that that gets out. <laughs> well, great. And uh, thank you to both uh, Dr. Renahan, President of International Reformed Baptist Seminary, and Dr. Waldron, uh, President of Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary, for uh, joining us on the Covenant Podcast to give some previews or some summaries, depending on uh, when their message is in relation to this recording. 
related to the conference theme, the perspicuity of scriptures. And we also want to thank uh, Founders Midwest for being so hospitable to many of us vendors uh, that are at this conference. So thank you for allowing us to be here with you. And to our listeners, we wish you grace and peace. God bless.